Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyabl.com. Appalachian Realty, they've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Visit them at appalachianrealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown Asheville. And Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. There's no better way to experience the best of the mountains in one place than at Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. That's ChimneyRockPark.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM, The Revolution. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. You'll receive the latest travel tips and travel news. And let me tell you, we're going to put together some really fun trips next year. So this is the time. Don't forget, go to Speaking of Travel Travel Club and put your name down so you can start receiving this really awesome information. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And you can follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, you know, what do you think when you hear about home sharing? That it's something just for college students and maybe couch surfers? So what the heck is it, and how does it work, and how does it provide an opportunity to travel? I have to say I'm pretty interested in this subject now that I find myself in the very demographic that is being drawn to home sharing. Did you know only about 2% of older people currently live in a household with someone other than a family member, a percentage that has stayed relatively constant for decades, according to an analysis at the U.S. Census Bureau data for the Center for Retirement Research at Boston University? But experts expect those numbers to rise, driven by economic need and demographic changes in society like us baby boomers getting to be the largest demographic in the whole country and online services that make it easier for lodgers and homeowners to connect. Well, there's an amazing opportunity to lead the way in creating alternative community models for people to age with dignity and grace and love. And my guest today is moving this new community model forward. Linda Williams promotes community growth and collaborating with like-minded organizations. Her main focus is enhancing the quality of relationships in a community setting. And Linda, I am so excited to have you on the show today because you and I have sat and talked about community and how sharing and how that model works. And I am intrigued. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you for having me today. You bet. And you know, Linda, here we are. You're in Asheville sitting here in the studio today. But 
tomorrow or soon you leave to go back to your other home in Sarasota, Florida. Tell us a little bit about what that's about. I'd be happy to. First of all, I just want to say that many people can identify with what I'm doing in terms of the Golden Girls show, where a group of unrelated people, those were women who got together to share experiences and expenses. So my story begins when I lived up north and I used to dream about all of the following, not living in a big city, having warmer temperatures, and somehow being able to enjoy mountains and also the ocean. And I had no idea how to do it, but eventually the dream became an opportunity. And when I thought about that, I knew I was a risk taker. And I knew that I needed to go for it while I was healthy And I had retired from a 30-year career and was ready for something. And I waited for the opportunity to say, how am I going to make it happen? I had a friend who had a condo in Sarasota, Florida, and she was a business colleague up north. And she said, why don't you come for a month? At that point, I was consulting. I could look at my calendar and see what it's like. So I did that, and I went, oh, this is beautiful. How can I make this happen? Eventually, I went back, and life provided me with some real big decisions. And the decisions I made was sell the house and sell everything because I thought about if I put it in storage, I'm tied there. And I systematically touched and let go of things I owned and had a very interesting experience. And that was to really let things go with love and sort of thank them for the opportunity to be enjoyed. Because I gave away, I remember I had a house sale and I gave away a table, a little marble table that my mother had had. And Really, it wasn't worth money to anyone, but at the end of the day, I said to the lady who was willing to give me $5, I said, I hope it brings you as much joy as it brought me. And I realized what a gift I was giving myself because one of the challenges of living like this is being tied to stuff. Either I have the house and I might be interested in having Golden Girls move in and share, but what am I going to, I have to empty a closet. How can I do that? Or I'm ready to go and I have this furniture in someone else's house. So I have a very narrow model in the sense that I own nothing. If it doesn't fit in my car, I pretty much don't own it. I wear the same clothes because I live in beautiful Brock and Asheville for five months and it's summer. And so I wear my summer clothes here. And then when I go to Sarasota, I wear my summer clothes there. So I have that sort of down. The other thing I think about is the financial gain of doing this. I used to sit up north and sort of be angry at the um, the cable company and everybody who charged every little house the same amount. I never understood why we couldn't pool our resources to do that. Over the years up here, 
um, I've had the opportunity to live with other people and by sharing um, what I call making a happy household agreed upon contribution that no one person is carrying the responsibility for all the financial costs that come. So um, let me pause there and tell you how I got to Asheville. I'm sitting in uh, Sarasota, Florida, and I'm doing a house share. The same woman whose condo I went to visit uh, that one winter uh, eventually bought a house and invited me to come because I had shared with her I was making this change and said, why don't you come and be my housemate for a while, get land, you know, explore the area, which, by the way, is a great way to explore an area is to look around for a house share because then not only is it less expensive, but you have a go-to person who lives there who can point out things. So that's what happened to me. And a friend down there brought me the website of a woman who happens to be from Asheville, who is a leader in community living, and her name is Marianne Kilkenny. And she is the founder of the Women for Living in Community Network up here. So I didn't know her, but I read this website. Obviously, I'm going ding, ding, ding. I like this concept. And when I like something, I like to share it. So two other women and myself put together a conference where, in the end, Marianne Kilkenny came and did a full day presentation around three different models of community. And then we broke people up into groups of what resonates with you. And let's talk about how to make that happen. I was the local organizer. So she and I would talk, talk, talk about the conference and we became friends. She came and she did a fabulous job. We had 65 women come to learn this. And that was in Sarasota, Florida. Yes, in 2010. Wow. So that was quite a while back. So you've been doing this a while. When we come back from the break, let's pick up right there, because I want to talk to you about a couple of things that you were talking about, Um, certainly how this shared housing got to the next level, how you and Marianne ended up connecting on a bigger level. And also, I think we need to talk about letting go of this stuff, because I know a lot of people who are listening are like, I don't know how to do that. And that is something that is going to be facing all of us. So, Linda Williams, thank you so much for being on the show. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back. call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. 
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breath taking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. I am Linda Williams in the studio with me today because she's not here all the time. When I first met Linda, she was living in Asheville, but she was going back to Sarasota pretty quick. But we, we really connected. Linda sitting there at that dinner table that night. We were having a great meal with great people and mutual friends that had been overlapping between people I knew and people you knew. And you only live here half the year. So that made the the margin even a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And so you were saying before the break, we were talking about how you had uh, – gone down to Sarasota, you're now at the beach, and you're living with your friend, and you do this conference about community uh, sharing, house sharing, and Marianne comes down from Asheville, and you meet, and then you become friends. So let's pick up right there. What happens? Right after the conference, which was a one-day event and wonderful, she said to me, why don't you come up to Asheville? I have a house for sale. It's staged, and you can stay there. If every morning when you go out, you just make it look gorgeous. And I said, I can do that. She said, and I will show you every community up here in Asheville. So I said, okay. Excuse me. And I came up and I went to Westwood. I went to a lot of the intentional communities up here. And she introduced me around. And I said to her, Marianne, if your house is not sold this summer, I want to rent it for two months. I want to see what it's like to be able to live up here. As I look back, I see how I did things in stages How I live now did not happen overnight, so I investigated a new area, and I came up for two months, and I saw what it was like, and I loved it. So the next year, I wanted to come up again. Her house sold. So this brings up, how do you find housemates? So I knew Marianne. I knew her house, but the next year, Marianne did not have a space for me. So it turned out I've never used Craigslist. What I do is it is either people I directly know 
that I build a relationship with and it works out, or it's one person removed. So when I'm up in Asheville, I often do communication skills workshops and have over the years. And there was uh, a two women in that group who knew a third woman who had lived alone for 20 years after a divorce and was considering what would it be like to have a housemate. And two people knew her and knew me and said, how about if they connect and begin to talk? Because doing a short-term house share is a great way Whatever end you're on, whether you're the homeowner or what I call the home seeker for a couple of months to see how it works. So I came up and I had that opportunity to uh, to live with a wonderful woman here who I learned so much from. And then I said, that's pretty terrific. The next two years, I lived in a big shared house in North Asheville that was on the news. And Mary Ann lived there too. Mary Ann had the mother-in-law suite. And then this house, the bedrooms were so big. Everyone had their own bedroom, their own bathroom, and we shared a kitchen. Uh, And I got to see what it was like to live with more people, unrelated, What we did, we didn't have a job wheel in the sense of, well, it's Monday and you better take the trash out kind of thing. What we did is we had this big house and we made a list of things that needed to be done. So people went around and picked the thing in order when it was your turn, which is something you could make happen. And then in the end, what was left at the bottom, we either rotated taking, you know, cycling through, or we hired someone. Because when you are sharing resources, hiring a gardener or hiring whatever you need is so much less expensive. So who owned that house? It was owned by a a couple who were very, I want to say, very uh, visionary. Because this was organized as a shared house. So this owner was willing to have individual leases with each of the tenants because what happens in shared housing is that suppose I get three other women together and we each uh, are willing to contribute. I'm making up a number, $1,000. We are now living in a $3,000 location, which pretty much is going to be better than any one of us are going to be affording on our own. But no one person wanted to sign for the $3,000. So this gentleman did that. And the people who live there had a real stake in who came next. We had an agreement where if after 60 days, you found out this wasn't right for you because... We don't want you there if it's not the right place for you. Or for some reason, we loved you in the interview series, but once you landed here, it wasn't working. We would need to ask you to find another place. So that was all part of a written agreement, which we had. There were many more things in the agreements, but it wasn't, um, there was no schedule for trash. 
there was no schedule for when you could use the washing machine. It's Monday, and it's Linda's day to do her wash, and she better do it then. It was, if the washing machine's open, and it's between, not after these hours or before these hours, go for it. And it was amazing. We had um, a weekly meeting about how things were working. We always took a look at what's working and what should we do differently. And it was on the uh, Sunday night NBC News. And I think if you go to Marianne's website, womenforlivinginincommunity.com, you'll be able to see that segment. So I did that for a couple of years. Well, I have a question um, in regard to that. So did you have a certain demographic that you were targeting to be living with you? In the shared house? Yes. It worked out that it was at that time because pretty much when there was an opening, uh, Marianne through her network or Linda through her network and anyone else would be mentioning this to people, and it stayed that way. However, years down the road, it became um, more of a diverse age group. Yeah, but, that's an but interesting all question. Women? Uh, no, one. To, uh, I live there. No, that changed over the years. Also, when I lived there, there was a couple. So no. No, it was not uh, gender-specific or age-specific. So this is really a movement now that people are are starting to recognize as a viable way to uh, live um, more simply, uh, more efficiently, to be able to leverage uh, what's going on. And and you and Marianne and the, the network of people have really – um, been the uh, trailblazers, if you will, of this movement. And that's so cool. So I want to talk to you, too, about um, the communication. And we'll come back to that when we come back from the break. Because, you know, I know that sometimes it's difficult to sit and talk to somebody about issues as you've just described them, of saying, you know, we're not really thrilled with having you here. Or I think people have a tendency to get a little maybe passive aggressive, um, uh, say things in anger or act out in ways, especially when you've been living by yourself for a long time. Right? Yes, absolutely. You're set in your ways. So let's talk about that when we come back, because that communication thread is really an important part. So communication and letting go. These are two things that are that are going to be top top of mind. Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel and we're going to figure out how to downsize here in just a few minutes. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. When does your trip begin? When you leave home or when you arrive at your destination? It can be a great transitional time to mentally determine that your trip starts once you enter the airport. Plan a little extra time so you're not rushed and treat your time at the airport as the start to a great adventure. 
Many airports, small to large, offer interesting amenities. Visit your airport's website before you arrive so you have an idea of things to do or see. Some fun amenities that are popping up at airports across the globe include internationally acclaimed restaurants, art galleries, yoga studios, workout facilities, full spas, movie theaters, shopping malls, and don't forget airline VIP lounges. You can often purchase a day pass. Right here at Asheville Regional Airport, we offer a curated art gallery featuring artists from Western North Carolina, pop-up music concerts by local musicians, and a great restaurant. And hey, if nothing else, plan a little extra time to pop into the bar and enjoy a local beer before your flight. Thanks for listening to this tip from Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home, you're home. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play. Among the stars, let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. It's already time to catch up with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence. And today we find Doc in Jacksonville, Florida, as he makes his way along the Gourmet Highway. Hey, Doc, I want to hear all about Jacksonville. You know, I recently heard that Lonely Planet ranked this lovely destination on its list of the world's 10 best value destinations for 2018. Hey, Marilyn, I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida for a couple of days, and you know, Having fun here is a way of life. You can fairly call Jacksonville the capital of North Florida. You're not too far from Georgia, but this is just as distinct from Georgia and Savannah and Atlanta as Miami would be. This is a major port city. Also, this is a major naval base, and the Atlantic seems to be filled at all times with really big ships. Jacksonville also showcases much of what makes Florida so popular with travelers, and that is fun. Maryland, there seems to be a festival here of some kind every weekend. The seafood here is top-notch. I believe that you'd have to go to New England to find anything that would rival what's here on the dinner plates. Jacksonville has a symphony. Maryland has a ballet. It has an opera. And the live stage theaters here prosper. Well, You know what I really like about this place? 
This is the weekend of the Georgia-Florida football game, and many call this the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Who am I to differ with that? I'm going to join the fun, too. Marilyn, I toured the parking lots outside the stadium earlier today and met some tailgaters. You know Doc's always looking for something really good to eat and a little something cold to drink. The barbecued Florida lobster, Marilyn, rivals anything I've had in North America, and I think it's superior in many ways to the lobster of New England. Grilled oysters galore, seafood gumbo like you've never tasted, smoked duck, and the ubiquitous key lime pie. You know, without pie, this would just be a great outdoor meeting of some kind. The pie makes it. After looking hard, I found a couple from St. Augustine, which is not too far away, and I was looking for a Daddle Pepper Bloody Mary. This concoction is made in Maryland with an indigenous pepper that originated in Morocco. The Spaniards brought over 500 plus years ago. It's a Bloody Mary you'll never forget. It's got some real pop, Maryland. The mighty St. John's River empties into the Atlantic Ocean here. And somehow, this spiritually fuels all the goodness that Jacksonville has for easy living. It's a Jacksonville hallmark. And you know, always remember that in every respect, Jacksonville is a southern city. And did you know that in the land area, it's the largest city in the United States? It's not in population, although it's a big city, but the land area is vast, and it goes to the interior of Florida all the way to the Atlantic Ocean. I have fun here. I'm comfortable here. I could live here. Marilyn, you would enjoy being here. Maybe we could come to the Georgia-Florida game next year. But you know, right now, I think I'm going to head over to the stadium, and I'm going to call it a day. So this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway. For Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, from Jacksonville, Florida, saying goodbye, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Doc, it sounds like one visit to Jacksonville will just not be enough. Bye for now. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, moving back into the studio is my guest, Linda Williams. We're here talking about home share and communication and letting go. And Linda, let's talk just a little bit about communication. You had said that you teach uh, workshops about around communication. Uh, but, you know, for me, one of the hardest things is being able to be transparent and honest when you when you're looking somebody right in the face that you have to tell look you know it's not working out or it's your turn or whatever whatever it is tell us a little bit about how that works for you it works for me because i look at any kind of conflict really as differences it's a difference of how we remember the story. It's a different value. So I don't have the same negative energy around having a disagreement or a conflict. I just say I have a different point of view. I think that that's really helpful. I believe that each of us needs to be able to respectfully speak our truth and listen with a curious ear. Now, my background in communication, which um, spans 
um, well over 20 years serves me very well. Because what I can do without anyone else having to know anything is I understand my basic communication styles and I'm able through observation to understand other people's communication styles. And when I need to adjust, I willingly do that. In the home I talked about where we all lived at the big house in uh, North Asheville, I brought everybody together in that house. And I did a workshop around communication styles. So we could understand who um, cannot make decisions quickly and not look at them like they're stubborn or any of the other labels that we often give when people truly need more time or people need more this than that. And we came from appreciating the differences. One of the important things is not to let things go. So one of the things that we did at every meeting was we talked about what really worked well at this meeting. And we celebrated that. And the next thing was, what things should we do differently? And so people would share, well, maybe this, maybe that. And we paid attention and listened to that. It's very important that we have a concept of the greater good because it may not be, quote, the way I want to do it. But if people are into it for the greater good, let's try it that way and come back and reevaluate it. You were right, Marilyn, when you talked about the fact having living lived alone it was. It's so me-centered. It's what I want, when I want it, how I want it. And if that's how it is, shared housing is never going to be a good fit because it needs to be where you're willing to contribute, you're willing to not control everything, and that it is in the parameters where your boundaries are honored and yet for the greater good, let it let it happen. And that's the way that we've been um, doing it. Well, that's a, a beautiful way. And, and it's it's a way that we all need to start um, honoring. Uh, I think it's a place where for a lot of people and I'm speaking for myself, too, you know, setting boundaries and being giving all of that. Uh, are are training. They they might come naturally, but I feel like having someone like you in our life it would make it a lot easier. So let's talk about that when we come back. I, I also want to um, uh, revisit Marianne's relationship with you and where she's going and where you're going and where this movement is going. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Linda. And we're going to move into our next segment in just a second. The fall issue of Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine is on the newsstands now. Read about rides that climb the Green River Staircase, follow the Tallulah Gorge, and ascend Bearwallow Mountain. Get your copy on newsstands now or subscribe at BlueRidgeMotorcyclingMagazine.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. 
Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, and I'm here with Linda Williams, and we're talking about how do you get started in shared housing, because that's something that you can do in different cities. Linda's doing it in Asheville and Sarasota. And, you know, Linda, when we were first talking, we were talking about how you downsized. And I have to say, you know, for boomers everywhere, we got a lot of stuff. I mean, even Jimmy Buffett talks about, I got a lot of stuff. How are we going to get rid of all this stuff? And I love the way that you put the love into the letting go portion of the program. But I can tell you, I've done it once. It was painful. I look around my house now and I see, okay, this is my inventory. And it's three levels and five closets full of stuff. How do I get to where my inventory is what's in my car? That's a great question. And I do it in stages. And I recommend that if you are thinking about this, start doing it now so that it is not pulling the the duct tape off your mouth because that would hurt a lot. It's the kind of thing where if you do it um, a closet a time by a closet by closet or what I did is I put it in my calendar as something I needed to do. I did 20 minutes, I would allow 20, but I would go over if I was still focused and I did it four times a week and I honored that. And what happened was I started to uh, call out the things I could easily say goodbye to. All right. So now let's fast forward. And I want to tell you here, I donated a lot of my furniture, but the next place I was moving, I had a uh, bedroom set. When I was finished living there, because the lady was selling her house, and I had this bedroom set that I did not need because my next move was going to be in a furnished place, but I didn't know how it was going to play out, I asked the universe to send me someone who needed a bedroom set. And I got that person who was just moving into a place and didn't have anything. And the deal was, you're welcome to it. And in the event that I need it back, that's when you'll have to go find out and make it happen for yourself. I never needed it back. So I said goodbye to it with the hopes it would bring someone else joy. But I also let go because if that person was beamed up by the aliens and the bedroom set went with them, I was going to have to start over. And I have found I always get what I need. That's really great. And and it's an important part of what we're talking about here because setting the intention, this is what we want to do, being able to set our goals and make, I love how you were able to put it on your calendar 
That always works for me. Today, I'm going to spend 20 minutes. It might turn into 40 minutes. And before you know it, you're letting go, but you're opening up at the same time so much space, right? That's a beautiful way to look at it. Yes. By letting go, you're opening up the new opportunities. For and sure. we love the new opportunities. Yes. So let's go back to Marianne because I've got this wonderful picture of you and Marianne holding up this book uh, about this movement. Because I, I feel this is a movement and it is revolutionary in its uh, in its objective. Uh, you know, we've lived a long time in our society where people age, and what do they do? They go into homes. Uh, they end up living with their children. Uh, you know, uh, visions of, ah, we don't want this to happen to us. What are we right. going to do? And that's exactly what this is all about. When you say it's a movement, I want to say that it is. But you know what? There's a lot of people. It's a mental movement. And that is where they get stuck. So Marianne, over the years, developed a workbook which um, she uses as she does some, uh, we call it the book club up here. And I use her book. It's called Your Quest for Home, and you can get it on Amazon. It's a great book, and she wrote it so that you are making decisions about, is community right for you? We've even had some women who go through the book or through the exercises and go, you know what? I'd like to live near people who are like-minded, but not under the same roof. And I think that is an important decision. But for others, she has great, great thought-provoking questions and a list of key points that you need to think about if you're living together. And Marilyn, um, I've known you for years. I know that you have had a housemate. So when women, and I'm going to say it can be anybody, but we've always laughed at this. These are the five key points that Marianne always um, lists and I always talk about. The first one is pets. You have to say up front, if I am the homeowner and I have a pet, I need to let you know that I do and what the deal is. For some people who are the home seeker, having a pet narrows your focus, but it can be the right match with someone who would love that. So you have to make sure that you're clear about pets, that you're clear about temperature, because there are people who are vastly different for their own comfort. And you need to be clear on that and be sure to know uh, where the room, for example, I'm the house seeker. I ask, is that room on the warmer side of the house or the cooler side? Just to know what's going on. It's really important. The third thing is chores. What are, what are the expectations? Having unstated expectations is not a good thing. So we talk about what do you mean by clean What do you mean by this? And what I have found is that uh, through talking it through, and it's always a series of interviews, I don't fall in love with someone and go, oh, that's great. Let's move in together tomorrow. It is truly a series of interviews. Um, Guests. Can I invite over, you know, my uh, my family for Thanksgiving for the week? Uh, no. So you need to have clear guidelines on guests, how often, what, and it works out. 
it just it works out and it has turned out I've got um, I, I've met wonderful new friends through people I lived with and they've had the opportunity to do the same with me. And the last thing is noise. And what I mean by that is some people go to sleep earlier than others. Having a split floor plan the, the layout of the physical space you shares um, really can contribute to a wonderful blending of together time and alone time. And we even have discussions around that. So I wanted to bring that in because that's the kind of practical um, aspects of house sharing that this book helps you think through. So Marianne lives here in Asheville. She she does workshops. You do workshops when you go back to Sarasota. You have a whole kind of uh, network down there as well. Is that right? Yes. Uh, we have a meetup. Um, it's the Living in Community meetup in Sarasota, Florida. You can check that out. And Marianne has uh, groups here. We've presented together in Chapel Hill a lot. We go and when we present our shared uh housing aspect, we often sit at a table and have our coffee and then talk about it because that that's the great part. It is wonderful to be able to have someone leave a light on for you when you're late. It is wonderful to be able to uh, share what went on in the day and to be able to occasionally uh, mutually agreed upon share a meal too many people are living alone, and we know that um, being a contributing member uh, in terms of dialogue and experiences helps bring joy, and it brings value to people's lives. Well, you know, back in the day, we called it communal. <laughs> we lived on a commune, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, yes. we did that when, when I was in my early 20s. We lived in a big old house, an old log cabin in Atlanta with four other people. And it was wonderful because there were four of us, but it was a community of about 12 people around that, that all shared in in so many ways. This is another step up from that, but still kind of keeping that principle. Yes. It's really a beautiful thing. And there's so much more that I'd love to talk to you about, Linda. We're going to have to have you back on the show. Maybe when you come back, when you're back in Sarasota, we can talk to you down there and you can give us an idea of what's going on because, um, you know, it sounds like having a shared community and a shared living arrangement would also provide an opportunity to travel, that somebody's there in your home the other person could pick up and go take a trip. Does that happen? Yes, that does happen. Yeah, it does. Yes. So there are just so many benefits. Tell us again your website and Marianne's website. Yes. Um, Marianne's website is the women for living in community com, And I have two websites I'd like you to uh, take a look at. One for Sarasota. Our meetup is the Living in Community Meetup, Sarasota. And my communication workshop, I'm going to be giving one in uh, Sarasota for people who are interested in learning about shared housing and communication. And that is Relationship. Dot today. 
That sounds great. Linda Williams, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. I'm looking forward to talking to you again in the new year. This is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. Go out this week, make new friends. Keep the old, but make new friends. And you'll never know where you're going to end up sharing, coming together as a community, always important things. And remember, as you go out into the new week, don't postpone joy. Oh, oh, oh.